In this new segment of Advisor Revelations, the DPL team will discuss how to evaluate new solutions and address current challenges and the strategies that can help you grow your firm and AUM. Welcome, everyone, to the Advisors Revelation podcast here at DPL. This is Tim Rambowski, VP of Member Success here at DPL. And uh, joined with me today is John Watson, one of our consultants that works for advisors day to day. John, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, we're excited. So just to set some context for today, we're going to talk a little bit about interest rate movements and how that affects fixed annuities in particular and why this is important. We saw record sales in fixed annuities in the second and third quarter, and I'm sure the fourth quarter, you know, the numbers haven't come out yet, but I'm sure that'll be a record as well. So what we want to talk about today is, you know, why did we see those records? And with rates on the rise, some people think rates are falling. We want to talk a little bit about different strategies you might use and how you should think about things when rates are moving around. So that's the context for today. But before we get started, make sure you go out to the DPL website, dplfp.com. And register for the website. Out there's a ton of tools. So we're going to talk today about fixed annuities, MIGAs. There's a MIGA marketplace out there where you can actually shop these rates and shop different products and solutions. There's a number of tools out there. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. We do a ton of these. We want you to be up to date on the latest and greatest. And these are really about stories from working with advisors day to day. So you'll get a lot of interactions from this. So but with that, let's go ahead and get on the topic today, John. So sure. let's talk about 2022, right? We started the year with pretty low interest rates, and we've seen interest rates really go up, you know, skyrocket faster than most people anticipated, right? So before we get in the annuity part, what did you see working with advisors? You know, were they mainly moving to more shorter durations or what were advisors doing in this like crazy, rapidly increasing interest rate environment? Sure. For the most part, advisors are going more short duration. Also, if you look at the inverted yield curve, it seems like that two to five year time frame is kind of a little bit of the sweet spot. So, you know, obviously clients were a little bit taken back by the markets this year. Um, a little bit of a flight to safety as we've seen in various different ways, but, you know, not all flights to safety are created equal because when it comes down to it, even if you go into a government bond, it's not going to show well on a quarterly statement. And, you know, advisors must answer to that quarterly statement with their clients. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about that for a second. So when we think about 2022, right, we have equities down. Normally, though, when equities are down, right, the bonds offset it, right? So there's nice smoothing out. So you're right, we look at the statement. Normally, there's a bright spot to point to on the statement, right? It's like, hey, you know, stocks are down, but look, we made money over here. This year, wasn't really any bright spots, right? There really wasn't any place. If you were just looking at investments only, you didn't have a bright spot to point to. So when a client's getting a statement out, I mean, this might be the one of the first times a client's ever seen a negative next to a bond. When you, I mean, if you think about the last 10, 15 years, you know, when has somebody seen a negative number next to a bond portfolio, right? Exactly. It does happen. I mean, it's happened six times in history, if I recall, from what I watch CNBC avidly in the morning as I'm getting ready for work. However, this has been the first year that we've had both equities and fixed income down double digits. It might be a little bit of an outlier, but again, it does mess with the psychology of, of clients. Yeah. And I was talking about there's no bright spot. You know where there was a bright spot on the statement was if you owned a fixed annuity, right? You would have had a bright spot on the statement. So let's talk about that for a second, because, you know, we saw when 
when MIGAs, which are multi-year guaranteed annuities, they're kind of like fixed annuities. If you've never heard of them, think almost like a, not a CD, but very similar where you add a lump sum of money and then you just kind of get a fixed you know, rate of return. So kind of like CD, but it's definitely an insurance product, but that's kind of how they function. The first advisory version of Omega came out about three years ago. And we saw a little bit of flows. We saw, you know, larger flows when, you know, kind of the end of 2020, fourth quarter of 2020, there's big flows. But what we've noticed is huge flows in 2022. To the tune of when we look at, you know, the cases that DPLs worked on in 2022, these MIGAs represent 15% of everything that we worked on this year and another 35% of what we worked on this year were other solutions that worked similar to these types of MIGAs. So almost half of everything we worked on this year had to do with something in this category. So those advisors that did have clients with those MIGAs, they had positive returns on their statement, right? When they looked at the fixed income sign, they didn't see a negative, they saw a positive, right? Exactly. And that's the beauty of it. So like I said, you know, advisors, unfortunately, have to answer to that quarterly statement. So it's always good to have something on that statement that shows positive. It almost shows as an interest bearing account with MIGAs, as with all fixed rate annuities, they typically pay interest on a daily basis. It's an annual rate, but you get daily crediting of your interest. So it's going to show nice. And also, you know, just in case something, God forbid, happens to your client, you don't have to worry about selling the MIGA on the open market. The beneficiaries get the actual cash value of the MIGA. It sounds like it's very liquid then. I mean, maybe not intraday trading liquid, but it sounds like, you know, most people when they think of fixed annuities, they're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm going to be locked up forever. Um, the other thing they probably think is, oh, I'm going to buy it and they're going to change the rate tomorrow. Talk a little bit about that. Are these things guaranteed the rates can't change? What's the liquidity like? So with annuities, I mean, there's the good, the bad, the ugly, right? We've seen it. There's a lot of bad and ugly out there, but you know, the advisor share of annuities are the good. First of all, the interest rates are going to be much higher than if you have a product that carries a commission that pays individual agents. Our annuities will have a higher rate and they also have 10% liquidity. So during that 10% liquidity, you can take that money out, either transfer it back to an account and maybe do some dollar cost averaging, or even better yet, let's say my account that's being managed for me is down a little bit. Why not use that 10% to cover my minimum distributions and let my diversified portfolio grow back? Yeah, no, that's great. Because even like if you're in a CD, you're pretty much locked up, right? I mean, you try to buy out. Well, if you're in a CD or a government bond, that's not going to happen. You have no liquidity. You only have interest coming out to you. Yeah. And if you're in a bond, you'd have to sell it at a loss right now you know, in order to, exactly. to get yeah. money out. So it's actually, there's some really nice liquidity features here. So let's start a little bit for a second. You know, when interest rates were rising, right? I mean, one thing we always talk about is the cost of waiting, right? A lot of people talk about that concept. And really this year, you know, people are saying, oh, rates are, they're keep going up. They're going up at a rapid pace. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to buy anything because, you know, rates are rising. And, you know, for the most part, some of them were correct because rates did, you know, increase what faster than we've seen. Doesn't it seem like it slowed down though? Do you feel like, you know, when you're looking at, you know, the annuity rates and everything, does it feel like we've kind of plateaued a little bit here on rising rates? Is it, is it time to stop waiting? For the time being, it has plateaued and we've actually seen some rate cuts over the past month. So again, interest rate pricing and anything with insurance or in the fixed income market is forward looking. So we're starting to see that they see the end of the Fed 
tightening and we might see rates level out. And at some point, we might even see them go down a little bit. You know, what a lot of people don't understand is a lot of times these insurance companies, they already price that stuff in, right? They price in the fact that they think rates will continue to rise. So what it tells me, if insurance companies are starting to cut rates are actually backing down, they're starting to price in the fact they think that maybe rates are, that they, you know, have already priced them at the top and they're starting to come down. Exactly. And if you're unsure, if you think that rates are still going to go up, but the client's sitting in cash, you can always ladder out purchases or ladder out maturity. So you always have something coming due. Yeah, that's a great idea. This isn't an all or nothing. You can just like you might, you know, average your way into anything else. You could average your way into these types of MICA solutions. That's a great idea. One thing I want to talk about for a second is the inverted yield curve. You brought this up a second ago. Sure. Well, I mean, exactly what we're hearing from advisors is they're, you know, they're working in short duration. Well, of course they are because there's no benefit to going long duration, right? I mean, you go out past five years, you're getting a lower rate and the client might be wondering why won't we get short term to get the better rate. Let's talk about MIGAs though. Is there an inverted yield curve with MIGAs right now? No, I mean, the MIGAs are going to pay a fixed rate of return over the stated period that you get them. Remember, you have your liquidity. However, you do have market value adjustments on some of them. So if you do cash out, you possibly have a market value adjustment. But again, MIGAs have a death benefit and they also have riders to where if you become sick and have less than a year to live or you're confined to a nursing home, the insurance company, they don't want to be the bad guy. They want to waive your any exit fees and let you get to your money so you can live and pay for your health care expenses. Mm-hmm. And what we're noticing, it seems like the sweet spot where we're seeing a lot of advisors is kind of in that four to five year range. But it was very interesting. We've actually seen yeah. recently a big uptick in like the seven and, and 10 year migas, which is yeah. kind of crazy. But if we think about it, right, we look at the inverted yield curve where everybody's going short duration. It's because they're forced to, right? There's not really any good options. When we look at these MIGA products, there still is a benefit to going out in longer duration, right? I mean, it seems like you kind of top out kind of in that four to five year range. But if you think rates are going to drop, I mean, if you like the rates, which by the way, they're nearing 6% right now. You know, here we said in the you know, middle of December, 2022, mm-hmm. it's close to 6%. If that sounds like a good long-term rate to you, you have an opportunity to lock in that in for the next seven to 10 years in some of these solutions, right? That is correct. Yeah. I mean, you know, we quite possibly might see a 6% fixed rate, you know, early next year. And I mean, think about two or three years ago, we wouldn't even dream of that. We were happy to get 2% or better two years ago. So, you know, I'm from the Midwest. So there's an old saying, you know, a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush. So at this point, do we want to take a chance and wait, or do we want to take advantage of a good rate now where we have some liquidity? And if we see better rates or better days in the market, we can put some of that money back to work in the market at the tone of 10%. Yeah. And it's crazy with rates. Sorry. It's very interesting. Sometimes we'll review annuities with advisors and They'll have a policy their client bought, you know, back in the 80s, the heyday of interest rates. And they look at those annuities and like, wow, you know, that rate is so great. I wish I could buy that today. The reality is you can buy those today now. Rates have come back to where, you know, they're really attractive rates. And these are multi-year guaranteed annuities, right? So these rates, you know, once you buy it, they can't change it. So if rates drop, they can't just drop your annuity rate, right? Exactly. The rate is locked in. So, you know, and again, 
We're using these fixed rates so that the clients can sleep at night and feel better, be more confident with their advisor. And again, we understand advisors, their specialty is managing money. So we're using the MIGAs as a fixed rate to offset what is happening in the market. But we all know that the market is going to take care of inflation and give you your growth over time. But at the same time, the psychology of the client, we need to have something that's going to help them sleep at night and feel better and have a safe pool of money just in case we get years like this. So if I'm an advisor and I've never used an annuity before ever, right? Sure. This is probably the place I'd want to start, right? Something very simple. What does that client conversation look like? Like, How would I start having this conversation with a client if I'm interested, but I've never done this before? How do I kind of make it super simple for the consumer to understand it? Sure. So first and foremost, it's a protection conversation. There's a number of things that annuities protect. The four basic things are you protect an asset, you protect income, you protect from taxes, and then there's some also some legacy protection. However, let's talk about the asset protection. In the simplest form, you're doing an anchor. You're anchoring the portfolio with a fixed rate of return, something that's not subject to market ups and downs. And normally when we think of market ups and downs, we think we're only talking about equities. But again, this year, we've had double digit down year in bonds and bond funds. So people are a little bit on edge. So you ask the client, Mr. and Mrs. Client, how much do you want to protect? Do we want to slice off maybe 10 percent, 15, 20 percent of your account to something fixed to where we know it's not going to go backwards? Will that make you feel better? Does that help you sleep at night? It sounds like it's reliability. I mean, because in 2022, what was there to rely on, right? Everything was all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. I like that word you use, the anchor strategy. It sounds like really it's something that you can just gravitate towards and you can always look at and know, you know, you have a reliable part of the portfolio. And, you know, just we're not trying to swing for home runs here, by the way. You know, we're not here saying, hey, use this MIGA because these, you know, returns are out the wazoo. You know, it's like, hey, this is some reliability. It's consistency. It's something that people are looking for in a time of uncertainty. Right. And in a traditional 60-40 portfolio, which this year, typically the bonds hold up. So you're rebalancing and being a little bit strategic on buying back into the equities for when it recovers. It hasn't happened this year. So, you know, consider taking out of that 60-40 portfolio. So 60% equities, obviously, 40% bonds. Maybe you take half of that bond allocation and move it to something with a fixed rate of return that quite honestly is giving you a rate of return that's just as good, if not better than a two-year treasury. Yeah. And tax deferred too. You mentioned one of the other parts. Especially if it's taxable. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Yeah. And you know, I'm going to be honest, like tax deferral wasn't something we've been thinking about for fixed income for a couple of years now because rates have been so low. I mean, rates are high. I mean, what's actually going to be really an eye-opener this year, I believe, is Come April, when it's time to do our taxes, oh. clients that own bond funds, they're going to get a 1099 and they're going to lose mm-hmm. 10 and 12%. So it's like a double whammy. It's like I lost money, but how do I owe? Because how do I owe taxes if my bond portfolio is down? Just remind me, there's still interest on there that's taxable, right? Oh, yeah. I was thinking the same exact thing. It's a double whammy. So, and also consider as well, you know, let's talk about taxes because we're coming up on a sunset provision on a major tax cut that Trump did when he first came into office. So we're looking at higher tax rates. And if this would have happened one year later, it would have been a triple whammy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, John, this has been a great conversation. Thanks for joining us today to talk about this. And everything that we talked about today, by the way, make sure you go out to the DPL website. Go to dplfp.com and go to the solutions tab at the top. 
and look at the MIGA marketplace. Everything we talk about today, we use that word MIGA, that fixed annuity. If you click on that MIGA marketplace, you can go in and view all the rates. You can see, hey, what's a two-year paying? What's a five, seven, eight, ten? All the different options you can look at. You know, various rates. You can also look at ratings if you want to look at, hey, what is uh, Moody's, Fitch, all the different rating agencies on there as well. Just like if you're evaluating bonds, you can do the same type of evaluation for these MIGAs. So really a great next step if you're listening to this podcast and you think this is of interest, I would definitely encourage you hop out to the website, register, go to that MIGA marketplace section, check it out. And you know, if you see something you like, a great place you can just contact a DPL consultant. It's really easy to schedule time with us on our contact page. There's a link where you can actually write then and there, pick a time to talk to a consultant and they can walk you through You'll be speaking to a, a lovely gentleman like John here that'll uh, walk you through everything that we've talked about on this podcast today. So John, really appreciate you joining today. Terrific conversation. My pleasure. Thank you, Tim. And everybody have a happy holidays. Yes, everyone have a happy holiday. for listening. To hear more advisor revelations, go to dplfp.com and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming app.